0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the franchise tag podcast. With me, your host, Freddie Hall. I'm sorry we're running a little bit over on time. We did say half-pass, but you know, we're here. We're here to talk Pittsburgh Steelers. We're here to talk Najee Harris. I've got Adam joining me once again, talking about my team for once. I've talked about every other team, but now <laughs> we're finally talking about the Pittsburgh Steelers, my team, and I can be really amped up and pumped up for it, just like I was with the pick on the night. Um, we have joining with us, we have Steve. From uh, part of the clickbait sports team, um, Urinating Tree, the Twitter handle, which is not a one you get to see every day. Um, he was just like a uh, fellow guest, Brandon Perner part of the clickbait sport team. As of oh, nearly, nearly 500,000 subscribers on your YouTube channel there now, Steve. Slowly crawling up. How have you been finding out? How's your year been so far? I know it's been a bit crazy, but are things all leveling out now where you are.
1: Yeah, I'm doing all right. I actually uh, just got back from vacation yesterday. Took a little trip to Baltimore and Ocean City with my girlfriend. So we were there for about a week. Um, So I'm finally back, just getting started on some more MLB and NHL content, gearing up for the NFL season. So
0: that'll be a busy time for me. So how have you guys been doing? I'm just curious. Yeah, we'd be doing OK. I thought if you'd be in Baltimore, you might be nipping to their training camp, getting some, you know, notes to send off to the Steelers organization, ways we can beat <laughs> Lamar, ways to outbeat out beat Marlon Humphrey. You know, you, you could have been a little, the Pittsburgh Steelers insider there in Baltimore. But if you remember correctly, Heinz Field is saying not to take photographs or uh, cell phone
1: pictures of their plays at Heinz Field now. So maybe Baltimore is the same thing, even though I'm not sure if they're doing it at m and or they're doing it at a different location.
0: Oh, very fair. So, uh, well, yeah, yeah we, we've been doing really okay. We've started sort of leveling out here with the COVID stuff and uh, very, very pumped up for the NFL season to start. Oh, yeah. so, very, <laughs> very soon. Still haven't had news about if the London games is really going to go ahead. We haven't had any ticket information. Mm-hmm. So fingers crossed it will. But, yeah. you know, you never know. We're not exactly got the games that are going to light the world on fire. We've got the Jets, Falcons, the Jags. Yeah, they're it trying to really it?
1: push Jacksonville, the Jags on um, oh.
0: England. Oh, yeah, massively. Yeah, we're uh, we're very much very much getting it shoved down our throats year after year, which mm-hmm. is good for the Jags fans over here. But, you know, we'd like to – Adam's still waiting. Green Bay are the only team that haven't yeah, been yeah, over here, yeah. so Adam is they're still waiting for them. For Green Bay,
2: hmm. yeah, one day it might happen. Yeah. But, you know. Maybe they play Jacksonville bring...
1: and then they bring them over.
2: Yeah, well, you never know. It probably, was... probably, wow. uh, probably once we get a really bad team, that's when they bring us. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's start. Let's start talking about the team that we're here to talk about: Pittsburgh Steelers, the future of the franchise series. Obviously, we're here to talk about Najee Harris, who was the first round pick for the Steelers. I will give my reaction to how I felt about the pick in a moment, Steve, but what was your reaction on the night? Najee Harris's name gets called out. The Steelers organization, we didn't know whether they're going to go offensive line. We love the idea of running back, but... It was the flashy pick at 24. Yes. What was your reaction on the night when the Alabama running back got uh, drafted?
1: I was not a fan of the pick, and it's not because of Najee Harris. I mean, I don't mind Najee Harris. I like him as a talent. My issue is that the Steelers have greater issues on their offensive line, and especially since you've lost four-fifths of it, even though it has aged. It is not what it was in 2018. Um Running backs are also helped by the offensive line that blocks for them. So look at a Le'Veon Bell, for example. His strength was, you know, patience, waiting for the line to develop holes, and they were fantastic at that, especially when Bell was in his prime. With Najee Harris, he is the two-way kind of back that the Steelers love. I mean, they'll get him a lot of touches in like, screen passes um, out of the backfield, uh, lining up at wideout, but at the same time, I felt like they should have taken like my pick there was Alex Leatherwood, but he had been taken at 18. So like Tevin Jenkins, I liked as well. Um, I also liked Alex Dickerson, the center out of Alabama. So those would have been my three guys, mostly because I feel like with running back, you can find great talents in the second and third round, but that's more because I feel like the Steelers are really trying to capitalize on like the final years of their window. And they felt that running back was a big weakness and, I mean, it run like they did have like a very one-dimensional game, but I think that was more because of the play calling and just like run blocking was very substandard last year. Just that was more because of regression. And with what's happened this offseason, I feel like it's left me with more questions in regards to how they treated this offseason, especially with um David DeCastro getting cut. And I mean, now we know he may never play again and that sucks because I absolutely love David Castro. I loved his game. He was a fantastic talent, especially for pull plays. But at the same time, I don't know if Trey Turner is going to come in and give the same kind of impact. There are too many questions, especially blindside tackle, left guard center, still a bit iffy. Like we don't know if it's going to be Finney or uh um, Hassanauer in that position. Uh, the third rounder out of, um, out of uh, Eastern Illinois, I believe. They were big, they're big on him, but he's still a project. He's going to be a couple years away. Who did you want, Fred? Uh, the first round pick? I would have gone like Alex Leatherwood, uh, Tevin Jenkins, or uh, Alex Dickerson. Probably Dickerson because they had a huge hole at center with uh, Pouncey retiring. Mm-hmm.
0: I I I really love the Harris pick. I mm-hmm. really I, I know it's the flashy one. I said uh, weeks into when we're talking about that, we were doing our mock drafts. We were talking about the draft what we were looking at, especially me and you, Adam. talking a lot. I kept saying offensive line is the pick. It, it should be the pick. It's the mm-hmm. wise pick. It's it's the it's the unexciting pick. It's the pick that yeah. no one really wants to do, but it is the pick. It, that's it's the most vital. Yeah, it's right. vital. But then when Najee Harris's pick came in, uh, I mean, I went not viral because that, that would mean that I'd be here, there and everywhere. But I definitely got a lot of attention with my reaction on the night on the Twitter mm-hmm. And uh, I did. I did get a little bit excited because it is the flashy pick. You know, even though we do this, as, you know, we can put our NFL media analyst or. That sort of cap on. We are NFL fans, and yeah. it, it's nice to see these cool picks happen sometimes. And my problem was, we then got to the second round, and we should have taken the, an offensive lineman there. Yeah, but and we picked tight end. Pat, and We picked Pat, Pat Fryermuth, the baby Gronk. And mm-hmm. it, it, it could be a good pick going forward. Like, don't get me wrong, that could definitely be a good pick. But the, the, the offensive lineman names were on the board there with the Steelers. We could have moved up, we could have got Dickerson in the second very yep, easily. Mid second that i would have i'd have felt a lot more comfortable with that that was my problem really the harris pick wasn't my i was happy with that pick it was like right okay now we've done that you've got to go and get the offensive line to help him with that and that just didn't happen and i'm sure mm. we'll probably discuss more about later on yes. knowing it um uh alabama a a, a factory a machine mm, for NFL absolutely. talent. every guy that comes out of there seems to be incredible um What did you like about him at Alabama, Steve? The the way I've watched some highlights today and I'll give my opinion, but uh, he's definitely a tantalizing player to watch.
1: Absolutely. Two-way player. The Steelers have always um, had an emphasis on running backs having a role in the passing game. And Najee Harris had a huge role in the passing game, and I feel like that's really going to be what they utilize him for. Screens out of the backfield when Ben has trouble. Uh, Line up at wideout; they've done a ton of that, especially like even with guys like Snell and McFarland. Um, they also do like um, motion options, um, like more like uh, subtlety than anything. So like in terms of like emphasizing his strengths as a pass catching running back i feel like that's why they picked him like even like over etn etn you can argue is better pass catching but Najee harris is the better pure runner especially in terms of like his uh natural like elusiveness and
2: just power like he's a good like well-rounded back i would say do you think that he will adapt to the nfl well considering his time at alabama I think so. I don't have an issue with like Harris in general. My issue is with the people
1: in front of him, because if you don't have a good line to block with him, then his strengths and talents are going to be more or less neutralized and he won't be what he's able to truly be because I mean, look at some of the running backs that have come out of like the draft as of late. I mean, James Robinson, big running back out of Jacksonville undrafted Alvin Kamara, third round pick Uh, Derek Henry, second round pick you had, um, I'm trying to think of you, Dalvin Cook, second round pick. And um, most likely, first rounder doesn't mean you're going to get a premium running back talent. It's just that you got the best available running back at the time. Uh, the only one I can really think of that was like high up on the board, I'd say, is probably Ezekiel Elliott, even though he had fumble issues, and um, Josh Jacobs. I'd well. say Saquon,
0: Bar- Saquon Barkley as well. Yeah, Saquon too, to right. but he's been dealing yeah. with injuries. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he has had that as well. But you're right. Harris is coming. um, What's worse for Harris about this? With adapting with the NFL, he's coming from the best line in college football, mm-hmm. the best offensive line in college football, and they were they were outstanding last year. Alabama yep. were outstanding at all times, and also he had the best wide receiving core in yes. college football as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Mac Jones, a decent quarterback. You know, he's he's decent at where he yeah. is. He's nothing. He's nothing special. He's not going to light the house on fire, but he's a guy that can work the pocket and he can work the ball. Mm. And it, it's it's not like Harris is. Harris is going to a good team. Steelers are a good team. He's not mm-hmm. going to an organization that's rebuilding or anything like that or that has problems. But he is coming from an orga- a college team that had everything. Yes. And the Steelers, unfortunately, do not have everything anymore. Maybe he did a year ago, maybe two, well, two years ago, certainly. So adapting-wise... I I, do, I I think it is going to be a massive step up and I think a lot of players can really crumble under that or they can really make themselves, like you said about all them running backs there, that went in the lower rounds and have really made themselves into something in the NFL. Um, they've managed to step up to the plate. The problem with being a first round pick is you're expected to step up to the plate yes, very quickly. Absolutely. And, uh, and is this the best situation for him to do that right away? No, not really. I I
1: don't know. I mean, some running backs thrive under that pressure, and the expectations Mm. for Harris are going to be astronomical, especially for a team that still believes they have Super Bowl ambitions. He's going to be expected to be a 1,000-yard rusher and maybe like a 10-touchdown guy right off the bat.
2: Do you actually think that that's realistic though, considering the situation that the Steelers are in at the moment? It's not about what is realistic, it's about what
1: the Steelers and their fans believe, and that's there are a lot of expectations, especially for this season, which I mean I don't agree with bringing Ben back. I think like he showed a lot of like flaws, I think his greatest strengths as a quarterback have been neutralized, and uh, like the final weeks really showed that he's pretty much done, but I think they're seeing this as like a like like a last dance of sorts. Mm. So I think, like, for that sake, I feel like the pressure's on everyone else to elevate Ben what he can't do what he did 10 years ago. So, like, that's why you brought Juju back. That's why you drafted Freer That's why you drafted Najee Harris. I mean, long-term, I don't know if they pan out, but at the same time, they're doing it for right now.
0: And, I mean, I get their logic behind it, but at the same time, I don't know if it, like... Well, would you, you could argue that the Harris pick has been. We need to get an elite mm-hmm. running back in, yes. elite young running back in, because we are now putting too much on Ben to throw the ball. We look at us last mm-hmm. year. We were last last in rushing yards for the whole yes. season. We yes. were. I, I knew we were bad at running, but when I was looking at the stats, I mean, we had, we had three hundred seventy three attempts, which was twenty eighth in the league. Oh, yeah. One thousand three hundred fifty one yards last. Twelve touchdowns. Twenty ninth in the league. Um, 3.6 yards per carry, last in the league. 84.4 <laughs> yards per game, last in the league. And maybe the Harris pick was a, a, a lifeline for Ben to go like, well, yeah, if you if if you're, we're going to have you back one more year, we need to give you an, a, a running back that is going to take some of the pressure off you because we don't want you throwing 30, mm. you know, 25 plus times a game because it's just not sustainable. And that was yep. proven with yeah, we went 11 and 0. That's all well and good, but right. then last them last five games were. Awful. they imploded we imploded exactly and maybe this is that lifeline to say like right well it's going to be last year we'll give you the tools to be able for you to succeed problem is is now who's it going to have, is he going to be standing upright at all times mm-hmm. to be able to succeed i think it's going to be a
1: lot like it was last year a lot of quick three-step drops short passes and screens that's what they did a lot of last year to compensate for the regressed offensive line and the one-dimensional running game um I mean, it was a very one-dimensional play calling scheme. I was not a fan of Randy Fiedner. I thought he should have been fired after his first year. But at the same time, I mean, like, if, if you look at footage from Ben about 10 years ago, and Ben, now the biggest difference to me is not in his arm strength, it's in his maneuverability in the pocket. Because like when he was younger, he was able to like uh, maneuver around defenders, be elusive, uh, allow the receivers to create space, and that's what, what made Ben special. Now he can't do that anymore because he doesn't have the legs anymore. So that's my biggest issue with him moving forward. And I feel like Unfortunately, it doesn't matter what you do. Ben doesn't have that game changing ability that he once had like he's a pocket passer and the current NFL like will feast on pocket passers, especially if you don't have a proven pass blocking offensive line. And the Steelers are putting in a bunch of young pieces who may pan out, but there's a lot of unproven like commodities there. Like Chuck Akorafor is moving from right tackle to left, like that he hasn't really played that much. Uh, Kevin Dotson is uh, left guard, and there have been apparently a lot of grumblings that he may be out of shape. Center, still a question mark. Right guard, you have a new guy in and Trey Turner. Right tackle, Zach Banner, who I like, but at the same time, he was injured for most of last year with the torn ACL. So... As I said, my questions are like for this team are on the offensive line and it may rob them of the offense's true potential and force the defense to be like uh, have, a, have
2: a greater role than they really should. So, can I, and this is kind of a question for both of you, really. I mean, do, do you actually think that Ben is going to make it all the way through this season? Because obviously, mm. you know, you have said about the struggles that he's had and this is a, a big you know, a big problem for you guys, because when you actually look at what's behind him, there's not a great deal of strength in depth at the quarterback mm-hmm. room. So, you know, is is this a concern?
1: I think it is a concern, at least for the short term. I know um, Mason Rudolph, they're still really high on. And I think like you can get at least equal production, but not really because of like what he can do, but because he has greater arm strength. And I liked what I saw out of him out of Oklahoma State. Um, the main thing there, like if Ben does struggle, I feel like they're more or less going to do him a solid and not bench him, but they're going to say he has an injury and then like, uh, let him bow out gracefully for the season. Cause I feel like that's more or less how the Steelers have treated Ben over the past like 10, 15 years. So I feel like they're not going to let him like struggle and like die, but at the same time, they'll give him at least like, Hey, look, it does hasn't worked out, but you can take like a little out here we'll let you have the remainder of your contract and you can retire at least with some semblance of dignity so like that's what they may be thinking if things go sour if like he's able to keep upright and healthy then perhaps i can see him play the season but i i don't know if he's going to get you the level of quarterbacking that can take you to a super bowl unless you have uh 2016 denver broncos situation where you have such an uh, otherworldly defense that it can mask the
0: issues you have a quarterback well that's what i that's what i thought we were last year that's yeah, what, same I, I, in, my, in my mind when i was like if Steven's going to get to the super bowl this is going to be like denver broncos in in, in 16 mm-hmm. it's going to be all defense we'll we'll stick to our strengths on the offense it ain't going to be that pretty but we'll be able to scrape points and get by by doing that yeah. but you know got fat well Lots of crazy things happened in the Cleveland game, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, that was I, obviously, with Dwayne Haskins coming in, he seems to be sort of the heir apparent. I'm not big on him. I I, I don't... I'm not big... I, I, his talent's decent, I admit. But I'm not I'm not big on his character. I think that the stuff that happened with him, Ron Rivera in Washington, with him in the strip club and supply during COVID, for me, just as a personality thing, and just through the, the pure crap that we've had to go through in the last year, and the stuff that Ron Rivera's had to go through, I thought was oh, just... Yeah. That was, in my mind, that just put black mark next to his name. Um, that's what comes ability. his ability. And Andrew, who's one of our co-hosts, all the time says, "Brian Hassan's going to be great for you. His ability is fantastic. And I'm like, I don't doubt his ability. I just don't like the guy. That's just my problem with that. Um, Mason Rudolph, we've won games with him. He's he's okay there. He can hold a team. It's just, what is it going forward? I was very high on getting Jalen Hurts in the second round when we took Chase Claypool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's worked out in a way that Chase Cable has been pretty very good for us, and yeah, seems yeah. to be a very good talent. But I was I wanted it to be two years in front, not now mm-hmm. probably a year behind when it comes to the end of the twenty twenty one season, where when we're going to put the pressure on a quarterback straight away to maybe come in if we don't get someone the off season, or if Dwayne Haskins is the heir apparent, then that happens. Either or, or, we go to the draft and we draft someone. I wanted to get this this issue sorted with Ben done. Two three years prior to Ben yeah. opting out, problem is, is Ben, with his ego and stuff like that, isn't always been the most successful. Mm-hmm. New guys in the in the room, um, yeah, it's it's worrying times. But he's he's been a great quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and I think you're right, Steve. With if, if it does go a bit wrong, I, I would like to think it'll be done gracefully. He'll out. They'll do you know get his contract to the end of the year. They'll just say, put him on, put him on the put list or. You know, yeah. on the injury reserve I. or whatever, and, and I, I, yeah, and, and he'll be able to play out his contract. I, that's what I would presume would happen for me. Yeah. Uh,
1: The thing with, um, especially as you were saying, two, three years prior, I think that's what they were trying with Mason Rudolph. And he was Mm. showing some promise, but ever since that concussion he had against Baltimore, it just seems like he hasn't really been the same. He's shown flashes of brilliance, but at the same time, it seems like he's trying to force a bunch of balls. And Mm. I think that's, that's an issue, especially in the modern NFL. Secondaries will feast on that haskins seems like it's more or less a shot in the dark i don't really have any expectations for haskins Mm -hmm. he does have like talent but he's very very raw and he really pissed his opportunity away in washington he was Mm -hmm. like looked at as the heir apparent and he like he got kind of screwed over by um jay gruden but he didn't help himself in any way especially him going up to his lineman saying what do i have to do to help you like kind of like i like demeaning them in a sort of way there was also that there was him gloating about stats when the like the like the reds sorry the formerly redskins lost the ravens and then there's the stuff that came out with COVID in the strip clubs and when you're getting benched for like a guy you picked up off the street a practice squad guy and taylor heineke i think you're done and like when ron rivera says he's done with your shit that's a bad sign because Ron Rivera is one of the most respected coaches in this league. And so that's why I see Dwayne Haskins as more as like, okay, he had a first-round pedigree. Maybe he
0: could be something. He's still youngish. That, that's how I see Haskins. Mm. I, I was shocked we picked him up. I thought yeah. for an organization like Steve, it is very historic and very prim and proper in the way they go about Very old school, really, is the word I'm looking for, about how they go about stuff. I thought they would have viewed the Husker situation and been all about team Rivera and the respect they have for Ron Vera. Now I'm not saying picking him up is disrespectful to Ron Vera at all. I, I don't believe that, but I thought Steelers as an organization with how they have been and how they are, wouldn't, wouldn't be sniffing around a player like, like him for me in that, in that personality trait, I suppose. Um, let's talk about Najee, Najee Harris a bit more. Let's just go back to him for just a second. Um, Steve, what, what do you think his weaknesses were at, at Alabama? I don't think he really had a weakness and I think that's mm. why the
1: Steelers liked him. Like he can do pretty much everything. He can be a power back, he can be elusive, he is good in the second level, he catch p- catches passes, he's a decent run blocker or pass blocker. So I think that's why the Steelers were attracted to him. He can like plug into a situation and you won't really be lacking in anything, especially at the running back position. So once again, I feel like that's why, like, the Steelers picked him because I feel like this year they consider it to be the year, like their last chance, kind of like the Saints were last year. Mm. So, like, I don't, I don't really see a weakness in this game, per se.
2: Do you actually think that he was the best running back in the class? Because obviously a lot of people were sort of like putting him level with Etienne and, and uh, also Javante Williams as well is being mentioned at one point. So do you think hmm. he's the best one to come through?
1: I think it's like it depends on your preference. If you're more into like a pass-catching, modern NFL-style running back, I'd probably go Etienne because of what he can do, like especially stretching the field. If you're looking for more of a traditional running back, then I would say it's uh, Najee Harris.
0: So it's more oh. or less how you feel. I, I preferred Najee. For me i i don't know what it was it just i uh, probably the That's crimson
2: time.
0: <laughs> yeah it's very convenient for me yeah of course yeah. i i thought his only the only weakness i thought when i was watching some film on earlier was he goes off like a cannon which is is really good and he, he finds the gaps mm-hmm. and he's he heads he's north to south very well but i didn't see many runs where there was not that levy on bell patience where levy on bell would just stand still almost and then cut and be able to read what was going on but he didn't seem to have much, pay. he seemed to just go out like a cannon and in the NFL, he's going to need to be more technical in a way, I think. Um, I, but that was like my only knock. And I don't think it, it it's not a huge one either. I only watched, you know, a handful of plays and all of them were going for touchdowns or big runs. And like I said, he had the best offensive line in college. So he, he was able to go off a gun because everyone had got their assignments and did it well. It's just being at the Steelers, like we've said, the offensive line lots of times, mm-hmm. if that isn't up to par, you're maybe going to have to create situations for yourself. And it's whether he can create the situations for himself, which I, I think he'll be able to do because I think he is that talented. Um, but it's, it's whether that can translate into the NFL, maybe. Mm-hmm. I know, like, especially even with a weaker offensive line,
1: that weakness might actually work out for him because you don't have to be patient behind a line that's not going to form any holes. So mm-hmm. that, like, weakness could actually work out for him, at least for now. Like he'll have to change it if he wants like long-term viability at the NFL, especially it, when he gets a stronger line to work behind or a more uh,
2: cohesive line, I should say. Mm. How did you feel about the rest of the draft? I mean, you bought, you did bring in some some players. You know, Pat Frymouth came in, Kendrick Green from Illinois. As you said, I mean, were you did you think it was a, a good draft or like okay or or what? I understood what they were going for. They were going for more of
1: like a um, like a short-term like, fix, especially with Freremuth. I mean, they like him as like a dual threat option, like a mini Gronk, first tight end off the board. I think they had a lot of issues at tight end, especially with Eric Ebron being unable to run block and having the, uh, the dropsies, especially later in the season. I think they're really trying to fix that. Plus, Ebron's back, so you have like a two-tight end option that you can choose from. With Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator, I saw a lot of him when he was at Pitt in 2015, 2016. I loved him when he was at Pitt. I just don't know how he's going to do at this next level, especially since he's bounced around from team to team, like every single year. And um, I know like with, like the center position, they, they are really high on Kendrick Green. But once again, he, I feel like he's more of a project. He's going to be another year or two before I feel like he's fully ready for starting role. And then your mid to late round guys are more or less picking them for depth and shots in the dark. So I'm not really going to grade them per se. I mean, there's they seem to be some intriguing pieces, especially the two from Texas A&M. But at the same time, like it's going to be a while if not at all, if you see anything out of them.
0: I, I was very prepared for a very boring draft by the Steelers, like <laughs> mm-hmm. like a couple of O linemen, yeah, court cornerback depth, uh, maybe defensive line depth, or everything like that. But when it was straight off the bat, like I said earlier, that it was Harris pick, great flash pick, and then Frymolf. And I'm like, Well, th- that's not how the plan should be going. It shouldn't be we shouldn't be getting the running back and then not getting him the help. We need to get him the help. It's like no. it's like I love when they draft quarterbacks. team's draft quarterbacks in the draft and then their next pick if it's in the first round or second round they draft defensive linemen straight Mm -hmm. away so I'm like right you've got your quarterback of the future you've gone and got him protection but he is going to his ride or die with for the rest of it if you keep him for his whole career in that team they're going to have such a cohesive unit because they're going to be they're in the same draft class they came in together and they're going to learn together and from if you're right I, I feel like it is another weapon. We were awful at pass blocking. Eric, Eric Ebron had got the drops at the end of the year. I just, I didn't see the. I was shocked by the pick personally. I mm-hmm. didn't really put two and two together. I, I put two and two together in May 5 with that because I I, I still think Eric Ebron's very capable. I think he's a very good player still. Mm-hmm. I don't think we necessarily needed that. I th- thought we should have gone offensive linemen. I, I'm sure Dick Dickerson was on the board at that point and that's who I wanted to pick. Um, again, I agree with you, Ian. That everything else is just depth, really um corner would have been interesting one in the second just i feel like that's sort of sort of a weakness on the defense at the Uh minute not weakness because it is strong but if you could if you could pick anything in that defense it would be the corner for me at the moment they've Um, shed a lot of talent in the offseason nelson's gone and uh mike hilton
1: which is going to be a huge loss especially for their nickel and dime formations
2: exactly um, another thing also, the loss of Bud Dupree, I mean, yeah. do you feel that this is going to be a big, big thing? Because he was such a strong player at the beginning of last season. I would say, like, potentially, but at the same time,
1: um, the Steelers are really high on um, Alex Highsmith, and they they got Melvin Ingram, too, so I think he can really fill in a role, especially as, like, a pass-rushing specialist, so I think they'll be okay on that end, especially with T.J. Watt, like, occupying the right tackle in that position, so... I don't think that's going to be my real weakness on the defensive side. It's more or less going to be middle linebacker, especially with Devin Bush coming back from an injury. Vince Williams retiring. Can Robert Spillane keep up what he's doing? Hmm. And cornerback, once again, I mean, you're looking at, like, a replacement Cameron Sutton. You're looking at him to elevate his role and be something that he really hasn't been, a number two corner. Um, like, will Justin Lane step up maybe? Um, you're Joe Hayden's at, only getting older. Yeah, Hayden, might. this might be his last year here too. Yeah. Uh, So, like, you've got issues on the secondary that you still have to answer as well. I mean, Minka Fitzpatrick, I mean, hopefully you can extend him. Hopefully you can extend uh, T.J. Watt. And, like, I'm, I'm trying to think, but, like, at the same time, like, there are questions on that end as well. I think, like, their defensive line's still really goddamn solid. I think they'll be fine there. But at the same time,
0: like, I don't think the defense is as bulletproof as a lot of people think they are right now. There's definitely it. It was like a shield last year, and now there's a, mm-hmm. a few holes. There's holes yes. in the shield now. Yeah, Benyaya scratched sure. them up. Yeah, and yeah, I, but I, I don't think the mortar that we the mortar that we've had to put over them holes has been Robert Spillane, Alex Highsmith, and then Cam Sutton, Justin Lane. Alex Highsmith, I, I'm quite high on. I, 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 I enjoyed man. him last year. I thought he was pretty decent. I mean, yes. think pretty is a loss. I think because that tandem of him and TJ Watt did really work, mm-hmm. but. The money he wanted the age he yeah, yeah. is the There's player no- he's been the, how long we've had him and he's only proved himself really two years now he's, he's had two good seasons out of the four that he was there i i i would i was happy for us to move on from him and yeah. and spillane when he did fill in he looked pretty good as well he, he's mm-hmm. not vince williams i don't think it's no great loss at all um devin bush is my favorite player on the steelers i just mm-hmm. love devin bush so much i just hope that he can carry on his rise his in his injury really upset me last year because i he was just on a meteoric rise and yeah. i i really hope that he carries on that because mm-hmm. it, like devin white who got drafted you know yeah. i think it was what, like three picks later, oh, or three, three picks uh, it was
1: five picks i love that pick too i love what yeah. did to move up and pick him
0: like that was a huge yeah. need Oh yeah, I loved it, and I love I love that they're both on that tra- trajectory of being so good at their position, being mm-hmm. two of the best middle linebackers in the league. But they have got some way to go, both of them. Um, and Bush has been halted because of the injuries, unfortunately. But yeah. he'll come back better. We've we, we mm-hmm. were we were begging for a Ryan Shazier replacement. He was that replacement. Mm-hmm. He has been that guy. It's just now getting someone with him to work in that tandem. I think you're right. I've not I haven't really thought about who would be filling in there. But if Spillane can. If Spillane could be am- ample at least at doing that job, then I- I'm very okay with that.
1: Yeah, if he can be like a Clark
0: Higgins type, I'll
1: be fine. Mm. So
2: um one thing I've got to ask you both really before we before we finish, um, how do you feel you're gonna do this season? Obviously, you know, you've got a really <laughs> you've got a really tough division that you're in now with, with Baltimore and, and obviously the rise of Cleveland again. So I mean, do you how are you feeling about it?
1: I mean, I said last year they had an upset of like ten and six, nine, and seven. Um, I would say like upsides probably once again, like ten and seven, nine, and eight. That's how I'd say. I mean, like you've got a shot at a wild card berth, I feel like, but at the same time, like I mean, your division's too strong to really think they can make a run. And if you actually look at their schedule, the back end is very tough. Mm. So, and there are a lot of coin flips. I mean, Oakland, they always play poorly for whatever reason. I have no idea why, but I'm sorry, Vegas, the Raiders are always their kryptonite. I mean, uh, Cincy, you don't know if Joe Burrow is going to be like a legitimate stud. Uh, You have like, I mean, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers is back. So that's, that might be a loss. Uh, The Titans, they're a big coin flip as well. Um, The NFC Central as well. I mean, like you're looking potentially Chicago, Minnesota could still be something there. So this is a very difficult schedule if a lot of things like line up the way that they look so i do not see another 11 and 0 star let's just put it that way
0: oh no That's not <laughs> please no all. No. <laughs> no 11 and i thank you yeah, yeah. No, don't put, don't, the worst thing you can do to any fan is give them hope and we got we got given a bag full of hope. Yeah, and, even uh, even my my cynical self like felt hope. I thought this team was different than they were the last couple of years and then they just like die. It's like are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> I I think the problem is we've uh, the last few years it's been right. We've got a win and a loss probably against the Ravens. We've got two wins against the Browns. We've probably got two wins against the Bengals well that's <laughs> enough to get you a playoff now. Yeah. Now you look at nope. it. You have got two losses against the Ravens probably. Probably two losses against the Browns. Yep, and then the Bengals a game or two. It's a winner or a loss situation. Mm-hmm. It could be two losses, could be two wins, could be one apiece. You just don't mm-hmm. know. And that's what makes it so hard now. And you're right, the Titans, the Vikings, uh who else have we got now? Packers. Uh, the Packers. Bills, I think, too. Yeah, Bills, we are opening against, which is, I, I that's a, a what's that is it, a right? brutal, brutal open. If so we've the got case. Bills, Raiders, Bengals, Packers, Broncos in the first five weeks. Yeah. You could go probably, I mean, two and three, three and two,
1: depending yeah. on how that goes.
0: Yeah. It, and, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. If we, if we, do, if we didn't make the playoffs, yes, it'd be upsetting, but I'd be okay with that as well because I know. There is a lot of really good teams out there. I think the Browns mm-hmm. are only on. The, have, are, have really arrived now. Yeah. I've, we've joked about them for years, and been, they were awful oh, years, yeah. but they have really arrived. Uh, and the Bengals will be that team as well. They will rise as well. again. It's it's whether the Ravens. I, I I feel like the Ravens and Steelers. It's going to spin round on us at some point, point. and oh, the, yeah. the Steelers. It's going to be sooner, but the Raven. I don't think the Ravens are the meteoric team that they were in the, the tough side they were. I still think they're good, and Lamar Jackson is fantastic. But oh, yeah. but he has flaws I, in the passing game. He has flaws especially shown in the, the playoffs. The running backs it, that Mark Ingram Lamar Jackson season yeah. was just incredible. I don't think Gus Edwards and uh their other guy, JK Dobbins, are as good, but they could be. Their defense is starting to deplete and get older as well. Mm-hmm. Um they have to
1: wide out. I mean, I, they did like invest in like I think a couple big free agents and a draft pick, if I remember correctly. Their first rounder was a wide out. Mm. so they've been trying to fix that for a while.
2: So who who do you think is going to win the division if it's Ooh. not going to be you guys? I'm going, I'm just going to turn that screw a little bit more. <laughs> I'm kind of thinking Cleveland. They look mm. legitimate, especially on
1: defense. Yeah. Their, sure. their biggest question is: Can Baker Mayfield? continue to evolve and i'm not a big mayfield fan more or less because like it's just his personality kind of turns me off a bit but he is a solid quarterback but i don't know if he's going to be like in that elite echelon and that's what's going to hold them back from say what they can truly be yeah
0: i agree i agree i think then the signing of chubb to the extension this uh, yes team, that that's showed, an excellent signing excellent. Show, showed what the brands are about and they're they know that they know Baker's limitations mm-hmm. and they know the Nick Chubb runs that offense really now and they put the, to win games, they put the ball in Chubb's hands. I don't think Baker needs to be elite for them no, to, he to have a, a great, he just needs to manage the manage. The he, game he just well. needs to be good. If yeah. he's good, they're going to go for he's it. he's fine because they've got, then they've got OBJ, Jarvis Landry, uh, Austin Hooper, Don, Austin Hooper, Donovan People jones uh, Harrison Bryant. Um, yep. Yeah, they've got such, such weapons. I mean, not weapons. I have like four of them. There's not that many weapons, I suppose. But they've got a good arsenal, man. They've got some mean, good, they they have have some the good best players. Who punch
1: in the league and running back. Um, you know, they yeah, once again. They I mean, top, LBJ top, is
0: coming off an injury, but at the same time, he's still a talent. A top three O line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Top three O line. It's, oh, yes. it's what is if not the best O line in the league at the minute. Mm-hmm. It's it, they're a scary team. I, I I think they win the division personally. I think so too.
2: Well, I'm glad that you've both come to that realisation that it's just not not going to be new for you guys. (laughs) We're so happy about (laughs) it.
0: Well, Steve, I really appreciate you coming on, my man. Definitely. It's great chatting to a fellow Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I mean, Absolutely. I've been waiting. I've been waiting 23 episodes to you know, <laughs> do this one. So finally, it was my time to shine, and we, we've done it very well together. Uh, yeah, um, where can we find your stuff on YouTube? Man? Oh, well, I'm available on
1: uh, Urinating Tree on YouTube. I am on Twitter on Urinating Tree. I'm more or less just – I just shitpost on there. I'm not anything serious. But those would be the two places you'd find me. I do like a, a weekly thing on the NFL season called This Week in Sportsball. So it's just recaps of like the weeks throughout. So I'll be doing those for all 18 weeks and I'll be doing like a season preview called the haters guide to the NFL season, AFC and NFC. Those should be out in, I'm guessing late August. Yeah, probably late August.
0: Oh, awesome, man! Well, make sure you will keep your eyes out for that because Steve produces some great stuff on uh, on all his platforms. So make sure you go and check them out when they are there. Oh, sorry, my girlfriend just posted a Nation on our uh, comment <laughs> boards, which is which is very nice of her. it. Shows that I have supported my own house at least. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you very much. Um, cheers for everyone tuning. Thank you for all the support you've been uh, giving us with our live videos and also our pre-recorded ones as well. We've got lots more coming up. Less been um, well just over a month now till the nfl season starts lots of exciting times the steelers game the hall of Fame games is this thursday at 1 a.m in the uk time 8 p.m eastern time in america against the cowboys i'm sh- i'm sure that will not be as great as everyone thinks it will yeah, be it's Everyone's- mostly just
1: going to be like uh, probably about a quarter of just um the starters and then they bring in the backups to try for roles so. yeah but
0: we've been starved of nfl it's for football. so long it's football <laughs> And we're going to enjoy it nonetheless. But until then, enjoy the rest of your week, guys. Keep supporting the Franchise Tag Podcast. And we'll see you all very soon. Rock on.